People of God, let us lift up our voices before the Lord and truly bow before His presence. Let your heart express your desire tonight because we have not come to be spectator in the presence of God tonight. There is nobody that has left their beds, nobody that has left their homes, nobody that has left their place of comfort in order to come and sit and be a spectator tonight. I truly believe that for everyone that has come in this place, desiring for an encounter with the Lord, desiring for the Spirit of the Lord to be in this place, He will respond according to the desire that you have brought with you tonight. So I want you to take a minute and just express the desire that is in your heart for this moment. I want you to open up your mouth and speak to the Lord tonight and say to the Lord what it is that you desire in your heart tonight. He is a good God. He is present when we call upon Him. Yes, He is faithful enough to answer. He is faithful enough to respond. And tonight He's in this place. I believe it with my heart. And I want you to truly believe it and choose to, to let yourself be led by the Spirit tonight. Because we have come before the living God. Lift up your voice. Father God, we give you honor. Father God, we magnify your name. Father God, we have come before you. Just as we are, we have come before you. With questions in our hearts, we have come before you. With thirst in our hearts, we have come before you. With pain that we carry, we have come before you. With needs that we have, we have come before you. With troubling matters, oh God, we have come before you. With everything that we are, we have come before you. Yes, we have come before you tonight. Not to stay the way we are. We have come before you, Spirit of God. Release your anointing. Transform what needs transformation. Kerebe ababosa ndelebreshka, terebe ababosa. Marubaya kashama korekasa kantelebre. To you alone the glory, the honor, and the majesty. Thank you, Spirit of God. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence, O oh God. We acknowledge you tonight. We call your name. And we choose to believe that you are with us. Have your way in this place. Teach us. Teach us. Come and teach. Come and teach.
Speak to us, O Holy Spirit of the living God. Pour out your blessing. Pour out your anointing. Pour out, pour out. Speak to us life, O Spirit of the living God. Pour out your blessing. Fill us up, fill us up. Come fill us up, O oh God. We submit ourselves to you tonight. We surrender ourselves to you tonight. We surrender our minds, our bodies, everything that we are tonight. Open us up to your scriptures tonight. Open our understanding tonight, O oh God. Open us up, O oh Lord, to the mysteries that you have, O oh Lord, for us to discover tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive your presence. We thank you for your presence. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we have dedicated this time and prayed to you, Lord. Mm. Yes. Yes, Lord. Where will we be without you, Father? Where can we go away from your presence? Wherever we go, there you are. Saturate this place. Inundate us by your presence. Glorify Jesus tonight. Let the dead resurrect. Karebro Visions and dreams be restored. That the name of the Lord be praised. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I have so prayed and we have prayed. And the people of the Lord say, Amen. Can we give a shout of joy to the Lord? Can we give a shout of joy to the Lord? The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my rock and my salvation. Of whom will I be afraid? We praise the name of Jesus. Wow. Beloved, I bless you all in the name of Jesus. It is a beautiful time that we are in because the love of God does not cease to be demonstrated for us and towards us. Yes. I feel like praising God. I feel like jumping. I feel like I feel like rejoicing because once you understand 
what all this life is all about, you can only bow to the author of life. To him alone be the glory, the honor, and the majesty. Hallelujah. Praise and worship team, may the Lord bless you and thank you for your ministry. Stay very attentive because when the Spirit will choose how he chooses, what he does, how he does, is something that no human can control. It's something that no human can predict. It's something that not even we are able to necessarily know in detail what the Lord is doing and how he wants to do it. We can be aware of what he speaks and what he says, but we do not know how it comes about. We do not know how it manifests. We do not know how it will find its expression. And I want you to pray in your heart and say, Lord, break every preconception that I may have concerning the Holy Spirit and his operation in men. I want us to repeat again, Lord Jesus, break any preconception I may have concerning the Holy Spirit and his operation in the lives of men. Beloved, the Lord has sent me tonight because, and I give him glory and honor for this opportunity. I look back a week ago, exactly one week ago, 30 minutes earlier than, later than now, one, exactly one week ago, something happened in my life that shook me yet again. You know, when you go through certain situations of life, you start assessing what needs to be important and what needs to drop. There are situations that comes in one's life that will push you to, to make decisions, even those that you think casually that you have the opportunity to make for a lifetime. But some situations can cause an acceleration of consideration on matters that are important to God. I believe it because the Bible says that he is the... He controls times, circumstances, seasons. And when we do not understand that these elements are part of the army or of the tools of God. We can sometimes resist or try to fight back where we already cannot win but surrender to God. What happened was that we had an incident where my husband obviously was struggling to breathe and he was in a lot of pain. And we were praying. We were in prayer in this place. And we had to quickly rush to hospital to check it out. But I'm telling you, during that time, you have in split seconds everything that comes through your mind. You have voices that you are accustomed to where the voices start speaking to you as well and challenge your faith and your belief. Did he really say? Is it written? And I want to tell somebody that all of us 
will have to experience and make decisions on challenging situations that will ask you, did God really say? Did God really say this? Did God really tell you that you should go there? Did God really tell you that he will make of you a prophet of the nations? Did God really tell you that you will do one, two, three, four? Did God really said? The narrative that the enemy of our souls used, he used it before and even now he uses it. Let's open our Bibles. And I pray, O oh Lord, that whatever you have decided to release may be released in the name of Jesus. Let's open our Bibles in the book of Luke chapter 24. We are going to start reading from 44 to 49. Hallelujah. We need to love the word of God. I'm looking at, okay, Father, we are going to try our best. We submit ourselves to you to have your way and your will. Luke chapter 24 from verses 44 to 49. The Bible says, I read. So let me give you a bit of a background. So here we see that the Passover has already happened. Jesus was crucified just the same way he told the disciples that I will be crucified, but on the third day I will rise again. He told them that, right? Even if they didn't want to accept that fact, but he did tell them that. And so that is three days he's already resurrected. He has come back and he has started appearing to different people here and there. He appears to Mary who took some of the spices to go for the body uh, burial at the burial site. And she obviously hears that, okay, he's alive. She goes and speaks to the rest of the disciples and say, by the way, this is what happened. What do the rest of the disciples say? Like, um, we think you're talking nonsense. That's what they said. You're talking nonsense. How many times sometimes we hear things and we're like, this is nonsense. And then obviously they didn't believe, but Peter ran. He got out. He also went to check. Getting to the site, empty. Two disciples are walking. And they are discussing. You see... When things happen, contrary to what we would have wished to see, that's when the true opinion in our hearts come out. I'll repeat it. When things happen, that is not the way we hoped or wished for it to happen. What comes out of you is your true belief. What comes of you, out of you is the truth of what you truly are and what you truly think. It's not what you say that, no, I do believe. Remember in Matthew chapter 16, we've been looking at it at the home cell. When Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? Peter then answered, he said, you are the son of the living God. All the other disciples, they heard the same thing, right? But, did they believe? Anyway, I'm giving background. So they're walking, and Jesus appears. And he says, why are you guys, what are you guys talking about? They say, oh, so you, you don't know what's happening. About Jesus the of Nazareth. Huh? He was killed. He was supposed to be. We hoped he was. 
going to be the one to come and save us from? How many times do you go through situations where you feel that, oh, no, actually, you start saying, ah, he was a prophet. Do you not know about that prophet? Where you start living your, your, your life like, ah, no, God has decided just for me this thing. He won't deal with this. No, the, the, this blessing is not maybe for me. Maybe I was not. You start going to what is not the truth. Because you feel that your hope has been shattered. Situations can come and can appear to shatter our hopes. We can decide to give in to it or to stick to what he said. Now to believe, we need to believe in what he said. That is the challenge of the century. Believing in what he said. So then... This is everything that's happening in the background, right? Now they discover that Jesus was the one walking with them. So all their doubts, all they expressed what was in their hearts. And you and I are also similar. We are similar. Where we, we, we don't always have everything figured out. Jesus is not for those that have polished everything. He's not for those that have all the answers to all the questions. Jesus, he came and he is appearing even to those that feel that their hopes are shattered. And I'm speaking to people who have hopes shattered. I'm speaking to people who thought that God promised them something and they feel like their life is closing up on them. So now, 44. This now, Jesus has appeared to all his disciples in a room. And they're scared because they're like, and I'm telling you that what you are waiting for, you are afraid to see it happen. Because it will appear, but you must not be afraid. Hallelujah. We believe, we hear what God says, but we don't have, we don't believe fully such that when it now comes, we aren't ready. But tonight, something will happen. Jesus says then, he said to the disciples, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. That all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. Verse 45, and he opened the understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. It's possible to hear the scriptures and not comprehend it. But tonight I pray that by the grace of God, he may open us up to understand. I want you to make that prayer your own in your heart and say, Lord, open me up to the scriptures that I may comprehend, that I may understand. Verse 46, then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry, or rather wait, in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. I want to tell somebody that the fact that we are here 
and that we are celebrating the same way we are singing on the day of Pentecost. On the day. And even the Bible counts about, it says, on that day in Acts. It says, on that day, the Holy Spirit came. I want to tell somebody tonight that the Holy Spirit came. I want to tell somebody tonight that because the day of Pentecost is, because Passover happened, because Pentecost came, it means the day of the Lord is also coming. No, you did not hear me. I want you to hear me very clearly. Passover, we celebrated. It has happened, right? Pentecost, we are celebrating for something that has happened. We need to tap into it. We need to believe. We need to receive. In order to live this era, this period, because after this period, there's a time that is already appointed, which I'm actually confirming to you that it's coming. The day of the Lord is coming. May those that have ears hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. He came to fulfill the law the prophets and the psalms. The prophets have prophesied on the day of the Lord. Let's go to Joel. Ooh. Joel chapter 2 verse 1 says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. Why? For the day of the Lord is coming. Let not be distracted by what is happening in this world to lose sight of the times and the seasons. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. In the beginning, He made, He created. Later on, another time stamp. John the Baptist is saying, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was made flesh. Let's read it. Bear with me, please. I believe what God is setting us up for, he knows. The rest of the speakers throughout will do what the Lord is saying. I believe that God wants us to gain context first. And I'm here to set context. I'm here to lay the first layer. Hallelujah. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This guy was there to, to start proclaiming the beginning of a new season, of the coming of the Son of God who had the light which was the life of men. Beloved, it has happened. You and I are sitting here because it was prophesied and it happened. 
Now we are here celebrating a second thing where the Lord Jesus, when he spoke to the disciples, we saw in Luke, he said that tarry in the city. I will ask the Father the, his promise so that the Holy Spirit may come. But wait until you are endued or you are clothed or you are covered by the Spirit of God. Beloved, it's not to just be covered. It's not to just host the Holy Spirit. I'm running out of time. But I will tell the basic. It's not just for us to say, like on the day of Pentecost, fire fall on me. Yes, the fire will fall. Then what? We need to understand why we need to tarry. Why they had to tarry for the Spirit of God to be released. But tonight I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit to whoever believes in Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God has been given to him. But there's something that we miss. And the Lord was speaking to my spirit. He said, you do not acknowledge him. The problem we have today as a church, we do not acknowledge God, Holy Spirit. We think he's some element that comes when needed and that goes. Yet the Lord Jesus said, I will not leave you alone. Why? Because he realized that I have given you the life of men which I had in me. The Bible says in John that he had in him the life which was the light of all mankind. When we believe, he gives us that light, that life. Not for you to be a single electron separate from him but to be connected to him in order to continue what he has started. Listen, he has fulfilled all things. He has fulfilled all things, meaning that what needed to be established for the the sons and daughters of God who were created by, in the image of God to return back to the Father may be effective. The thing is that in every generation are born to women men who are born in sin. For all those who are born in sin, they need an opportunity to hear in order to believe. You cannot believe what you have not heard. Because the word to believe means to, to consent, to receive, to accept. If nothing is provided before you, what are you accepting? We will accept what the world brings because ultimately we still have to make choices. So the divine plan of God is that because it has been fulfilled, the restoration of men and reconciliation back to the Father, every generation has a duty to reconcile every born man of a woman back to its creator. Because Jesus has gone back to the right hand of the Father. But he is confident that because the Holy Spirit has been released, every one of those whom he has worked in, who have believed, who has been called, he sends them too. You are not saved to just be saved. You are saved to benefit, yes, to reconcile with the Father, but to also make sure that you do just like he did. Bring many more brothers back. Now listen, 
That bringing back cannot be done without the enablement of the Holy Spirit. We can go up and down. We can even speak the right speech. But we need to understand. I started looking at the scriptures. I was just analyzing the acts. Because when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, beloved, he has sent the Holy Spirit so that we can be a continuation of him. Because listen, the life that you live is not your own, the Bible says. Do you believe it? It's good to say, yeah. Until he asks. He's asking us tonight. He's asking us tonight. You all admit it here, yeah. But he's asking you are, you, are you able to stay in hunger and still joyfully release the word of God? Are you able to walk in distress and still believe in the word of God? Now, those are things we do not like. But yet the Lord is saying that where I am sending you, you are, you are sheep amongst wolves. It won't be easy. You need an endowment of the Spirit of God. And it's, I'm not talking about you just saying, yes, the Spirit of God. Yes, I know the Lord. I will... Senior. Let's desire to truly know him. Jesus did all this to send the Holy Spirit to us so that we could do the work of the Father. I can't go into the details of my, my, my writings right now. But I want us to talk. I want to talk. I want to come to you in a way that you will understand the heart of God tonight. It's pointless for me to give you too many things and miss the heart of God tonight. Hallelujah. What are you looking the Spirit of God for? Hallelujah. I'm asking a very fundamental question. Holy Spirit, fall on me. Holy Spirit, give me power. Holy Spirit, and any problem in your life you cry and run away from. What do you need the power of God for? When I checked, Jesus, before he started his ministry, earthly ministry, the Spirit of God came over him. And the Bible says in many scriptures that he did things by the power of the Holy Spirit. I check the miracles that he did. One that really caught my attention was the miracle of Lazarus. We are all facing a lot of trouble and a lot of problems. Hallelujah. But what is it that we believe that God is? Because the Spirit of God does not give anything of his own. The Bible says he will teach us all things. To teach is to impart knowledge and understanding. It's the action of imparting, but the content of impartation, the curriculum he uses is Christ because he came to testify Christ. Now in all this, we the church have removed ourselves from testifying about Christ. 
Why? Because we hide back when life becomes difficult. When troubles hit our lives, the first reaction is, I need to hide this. I need to cover my problem. I need to stay away from people. I need to do, I need to do, and I need to hide, retract, retract. I'm here to tell somebody, do not retract. It's in the situations that you're going through that the glory of God needs to reveal. When will the glory of God reveal in your life? If all you are focused on is only to show when you are perfectly fine. If all you are willing to do is only show when all things is going well. What about when it's not going well? What about when it's hard and painful? Do you think that is not worthy of God? I'm here to tell somebody that God is willing to be glorified. And we, gl we are created for what? I didn't hear. We are created for what, Pastor? You are created for what? Do you believe it? I'm here to poke at your belief. I'm here to, to shake you until you know for sure that you know that this is what I truly believe and stand for. It is enough to just be sitting, speaking, I believe, singing, I believe, and nothing in the end. You think life will let you just walk by? You think the devil is playing and is laid back like you and I are? Oh, no. I'm here to tell the church, church of God, you have a mission. And this mission that you have requires for you to make a choice and a stand. Requires for you to make a decision to stand and say, truly, I believe. Jesus, I believe that you are sent of the Father. And I believe in everything that you have spoken to be the truth. In that is our witnessing. In that we do the work of God. Jesus said, the work of my father is that you believe in him he has sent. Why is it important? Because it's the content of our livelihood. If we can't grab that, we cannot testify of Jesus. If we cannot grab that, we cannot become witnesses of Jesus. I looked at the father with a son that was sick. When Jesus comes back, he goes and he says, my son is sick. And the Lord Jesus says, go, for this disease will not lead to death. He will live. And the Bible follows and says, in that, the glory of God will manifest. In that, and when I was checking wherever they say the glory of God, I realized that the glory of God is when the divine is manifested, is when a feature of God is actually released in the physical, manifested to, to address a problem. So when you say, I live for the glory of God, I live to glorify God, how are you releasing the divine features of God in your situation? We are sitting and reacting exactly as the world is reacting. But the world cannot know the spirit of God for they know not the spirit of God. He cannot be seen nor discerned by those that do not know Jesus. For only those who have believed and received the Lord Jesus Christ, to them he has given the spirit of God. Why are we sitting with the divine solution, with the divine responses to the problems of the world to reveal Jesus and glorify him? Beloved, tonight you need to understand 
That every time that you are saying, I lived for the glory of God, make sure you understand that your living needs to be a life where the demonstration of the features, the power of God is revealed in problems of the human that no human can actually do. Let's stay away from trying to find man's solution when we know that there is God who's able by the power of the Holy Spirit in us to do exceedingly exploit. We seize, we don't do those exploits because we know not our God. The Bible says that those that know their God shall be strong and do not just speak, do exploit. Do things that men will look at and say, how have that? How is it possible? Now I'm here to tell you that the Holy Spirit, yes, is here. But I'm also here to say that he's here even in the chaos of this world we're living in. Let's open our Bibles in Isaiah chapter 30. Thank you, Spirit of God. Somebody's mindset has to change tonight. Because I believe that this weekend, there are, there are gifts of the Spirit that will manifest for the glory of God. Beloved, I want us to now align on when we say the glory of God. For the glory of God, it means that any troubling situation we see, finding a response by the divine intervention of the manifested power of God in that dimension or domain. His divine nature, his manifold wisdom revealing itself. In that we testify that truly he is the son of God. Because remember, he he is being testified unto by the Spirit that has come. The fact that the Holy Spirit is with us and can operate through us wonders and signs is testifying that Jesus was truly sent of the Father and that he went to the Father and that he's on the right hand side of the Father. So when we deny us operating with the Holy Spirit, we are denying us being tested testimonies and witnesses unto Christ. Tonight we are going to say whatever situation that we confront, we need to say, Lord, give us the grace to believe in what you have said. The reason why we are, we are in between is because we first sometimes don't know first what he said. So we don't know what to believe. And number two, even when he says it, we don't really receive it as the truth and the fact. To everything you know, there is another dimension of experiencing the truth. You have not heard me. To everything you know, there are dimensions of experiencing the truth of God in that. Before I give you that, why I say that, let's, are we in Isaiah chapter 30? Isaiah chapter 30, if we can quickly open our Bibles, verse 21, if I'm not mistaken, Isaiah 30. Verse 20. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity, adversity is painful situation and challenging situations. And I know that in our path, we have all come across adversity. For the living, there will still be adversity. As long as we are on this earth, it will come. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, affliction is pain. Difficult. Yet, now this is a prophecy. 
and a promise. Yet, your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore, but your eyes shall see your teachers. 21. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right and or whenever you turn to the left. Hallelujah. In other versions, it says, your teacher will no longer be hidden from you. We are in times where the Holy Spirit, God himself, the Bible says that if we love the Lord, Jesus said in John, him and the Father will come and make their home in us. Now when I saw that, I'm like, okay. So the fullness of God dwells here when we are keeping his word. When we can heed his voice. Now what does this scripture says? In your situation. In this generation where it feels like things are in chaos. He's saying that you are going to see your teacher. Who is the teacher? Who did we get sent to us to teach us? And it's not for you to be confused, but he will say, go right, go left. You know, when you deal with agencies of intelligence and competition between countries and people, the camp that has information has an advantage. With the Holy Spirit telling you, go left, go right. You have an advantage. We have an advantage to overcome the world. We have an advantage to break the plot of the enemy. We have an advantage to, to rebuke the forces of darkness. Because it's all about setting free the captives. Breaking the chains of those that are bonded. Mending the hearts that are broken and crying. Bringing new life to those that are dying. If we are not doing that, beloved, you don't need the Spirit of God. If you have no intention of doing the work of God, you don't need the Holy Spirit. We abuse because we do not know why he's here. We neglect him because we don't realize that the Bible says he is the seal until the day of redemption comes. So if you're not sealed and you don't consider the one that has sealed you to guarantee your salvation, ah, I don't We are going to rise up. Because we need to ask the Lord, Father, I don't want to just live just living counting pennies Bread, milk, butter, meat, and then say, okay, I need more meat, Lord. I need more bread. I need more butter. There is more that is important. And the Spirit of God has not been released for us to sit and just say, I've got we are not here to just have power. It's pointless to have a machine that is so powerful and it's never in use. What's the use? The use and the value of a thing is when it can be useful. The gifts we have is to serve. 
The Holy Spirit on us is to serve. The Holy Spirit on us is to do the work. Is to be able to go through the challenging time with grace. Not crying like hopeless people, but truly choosing to be the people through whom God will be glorified. In your life, I want you tonight to say, Lord, I want you to be glorified in my life. I want you to be glorified and I want to be a witness to you. Come on, lift up your voice. Speak to God. Speak to God. Speak to God. He wants to fill somebody up. He wants to break what was the wall of lack of understanding. Beloved, we are turning around because we do not understand. The Spirit of God and His power is released so that something be done for us to witness, for us to, 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 to glorify Jesus where there was death for life to come back, where there was sickness for healing to be back, where there was a, 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 a soul that was dying for eternal life to be proclaimed. Beloved, I want you to desire, Father, this weekend, this weekend, I don't want it to be just a weekend of remembering what the apostles, what the disciples experienced in their time. Now is my generation. Now is my time. Now is 2023. Now is the generation where I am born. And I want your spirit to find full expression in my life, in my church, in my ways, in my family. Let me be a witness unto Christ for him alone to be glorified. For him alone to be glorified. Oh Lord, clothe me with your spirit tonight. Clothe me with your spirit tonight. Clothe me with your spirit tonight. That as Jesus walked, so I may walk for my generation to be aware that he came to fulfill the law, the prophets, and the psalms. And I believe that because he died and he resurrected, that happened because it was prophesied. And even on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down upon the disciples, it was prophesied and it happened. And the prophecy still says, the day of the Lord is coming. The day of the Lord is coming. Lord, enable us, oh God, to remain faithful, to be able to do the work until the day of your return because you're coming back again. Yes, he's coming back again. Yes, he's coming back again. Jesus is coming back again. He has not left us alone. He has given us the Holy Spirit of God. Yes, he has given us the Holy Spirit. He has given us the Holy Spirit. So that with the gifts, the church may lack no gift. I'm laying the foundation because the next days we are going to be desiring for the Spirit of God to manifest. And the church, the Bible says that it will lack no gift. We need the gifts of prophecy. We need the gifts of the speaking in tongues. We need the gifts of miracle. We need the gifts of, of, of healing. We need the gifts of words of wisdom. We need the gifts of service. We need all these gifts for the body to be strengthened in preparation to the day of the Lord. Because when the day of the Lord comes, the judgment that will come, the world needs to have heard that Jesus came to save for many to be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let us acknowledge him. Oh, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. Spirit of God, Spirit of God, flow. Blow, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. The day of the Lord is coming. The harvest is ripe. The work of the Lord needs to be done. And the work is to be witnesses, to testify that Jesus was sent from the Father and that we ought to believe all that he has spoken. In believing, we will do.